Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. You're listening to The Strata, a Beyond the Dark production. Season 9. Ash and Steel, Part 7. The storm rolls in fast. A seething mass of darkness, punctuated only by sharp stabs of brilliant blue lightning. The Deadliners move quickly to ready themselves, positioning their vehicles in a tight circle around us. Get those crawlers anchored right now! Lauren! We need another dome over here! Large capsules are driven into the soil, and as I watch, they rapidly inflate into hard-shelled domes like tents. Illumination sparks within, and where before, there was nothing but darkness. Now, there are a handful of glowing shelters nestled between the crawlers. This way! You two, you're with me and Lauren! Come on, Russ. I got you. (sighs) Looks like everyone is secure, Morton. We're good. Is this tent thing going to hold up in the face of that storm? Yeah, there's going to be a lot of water running down this canyon soon. Water? Out here? Not likely. You really aren't from around here, are you? These maelstroms are nothing but wind and lightning. Not a drop of moisture to be seen. Well, you got me there. This is the first one I've seen. The domes are our best defense against the maelstrom. Usually we'd be bunkered down in the safety of the Enclave, but this one caught us off guard. You have an enclave. What's the deal with that? Who are you people? Us? We're no one special. Just a community of like-minded travelers who occupy this region. We've banded together for our mutual benefit. Safety in numbers, I suppose you could say. And these people you mentioned, Bates and... Grover. Yeah, Bates and Grover. Were they part of your community? Yes. They were. Tell us more about what happened out there, at this trade of yours. To be honest, we were too late to see much at all. By the time we got there, we found two people dead at the scene. Your friends, I assume. How did they die? Shot by a sniper, I think. I only checked for pulses, so I can't be sure. But that seems like the obvious explanation. Go on. The killer was already loading the steel into their crawler when we approached. They hit the road as soon as they got it loaded. Since our own vehicle wasn't equipped for the terrain out here, we decided to take the crawler. Were they given the proper rights of farewell? Our customs 
aren't understood by people from the Strata. So Bates and Grover were just left there? In full sight of the heavens? Look, I'm sorry about your friends, but we didn't have time to tie everything up in a nice bow back there. Someone stole our shit, and we went after them. End of story. My first conclusion would have been that the two of you killed Grover and Bates yourself. But... I can't think of a reason you'd come all the way out here, unless your story about the stolen merch was true. The killer. The one with the rifle. What else can you tell us about them? Not much. We just saw them from a distance. They took a couple of shots at us and then drove off. What kind of crawler was it? Didn't look any different to these other ones driving around. To be honest, they all look the same to me. This can't keep happening. How many more times before you do something? I'm trying. You should know that better than anyone. Sorry, um, do you guys have a history with this bandit? We have history with all the bandits. Resources out here are scarce, as you might realize. Lots of desperate people in the Deadlands, you see. And they all want a piece of what we've built. The one who killed Bates and Grover is probably part of the same group that has been wreaking havoc across the plains for months. They've been targeting innocent communities, murdering and stealing as they go. We saw a settlement further east look like it had been blown to pieces in a skirmish. That's exactly the kind of thing I'm talking about. We usually discourage our clanmates from heading out alone where possible. Bates and Grover were a brave pair. I don't want to seem callous or anything, but you happen to have more of the merch they were carrying? Maybe we could trade with you instead of them. What were they carrying? You don't know. Those two tended to keep their business dealings to themselves. It's just the way they like to do things. It was steel they were trading. Ah, legacy tech. Yeah, mechanical body parts to be exact. Manufactured by Flintoff Industries, if that helps. It's not familiar to me. Any idea where they might have come by steel like that? Did they discover a cachet or something? Not a clue. Our clanmates tend to scavenge things from far and wide. It's not like I make an inventory of every trinket that comes through. I could look into their log records back at the Enclave. That would be great if you could. Of course there is the small matter of the two of you, joyriding around in a stolen crawler. One that happens to be the property of the clan. Technically, it was abandoned at the time. I could take it back by force, and string you both up by your necks from the witching pole. To do that, you'd have to make it out of this tent alive first. That's not going to happen if you keep making those kind of threats. Easy, Rust. Feisty one, isn't he? <laughs> if you'd let me finish. I was going to say that I don't think you're deserving of a visit to the witching pole. Not at all. And just so you know, this lump under my cloak is loaded. It's also pointed right at your ugly head. You raise your voice again, and I'll revoke this little slice of hospitality you're enjoying fast. It's all right, Lauren. We're all on the same side here. Aren't we? Sure. Yeah, whatever. So, let's find an outcome where we all benefit. It's clear to me that you need the crawler for your own purposes, correct? Yeah, we need it. And we, the clan, would very much like to see justice served. The thought of that killer roaming free just boils my blood. And mine. So, what are we talking about here? Do you think you can track down the killer? 
I think we've got a good shot at it, yeah. Couple of tourists like you? I doubt it. We were right on their tail until that storm closed in. A little longer and we might have caught them. How about this, then? Take the crawler, for now. Continue your pursuit. We can supply you with a radio so you can keep in touch with us. If you do happen to find the bandit's location, you needn't risk a confrontation on your own. Just call it in, and we'll be only too happy to roll out there and lend a hand. You'd do that? It would honor Bateson Grover if we could bring that miserable soul to justice. In fact, it would be a pleasure. That plan would definitely work for us. Glad to hear it. How long until this storm blows over? It could be a few hours yet. But don't worry. Your target won't be going anywhere in this weather either. They'll be bolted to the earth just like we are. I suggest you get some rest while you can. It sounds like tomorrow is going to be a big day. already. Uh, morning. Yeah, I wanted to get an early start. Did you get a better night's sleep back here in the commune? Barely slipped a wink. Sorry to hear that. What are you doing there? Looks pretty intense. I'm searching through the official police records on the incident in Highgate City yesterday. At the lab? What are they saying? Not much. Playing it down, mostly. They're going with a story that the lab had been quarantined for a possible biological hazard. <laughs> That's all a smokescreen. Do you think they figured anything out yet? About Hallowell? If they have, they're keeping it close to their chest. Well, I'm sure they'll track him down sooner or later. I doubt it, Himena. He's too sneaky for the cops. In fact, there's a part of me that believes he's gone forever. Personally? I'd have no problem if that turned out to be true. That bastard has to pay. I understand why you feel that way, Em. For your sake, I hope they get him. <sighs> yeah. Anyway, what about rest? Any word? No response yet. It's been a while now. What do you think happened out there? I don't know. Maybe I should go and investigate. I'm worried. Someone's calling me. Is it Rust? It's an unknown number. Put it on speaker. Yeah? Who is this? I'd rather not say my name if it's all the same to you. Dr. Hallowell, you found my number. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? I can be resourceful when I need to be. So I've learned. I I'm sorry about the burns I inflicted. It was my preference to escape without anyone getting hurt, but- Bullshit! You'd have killed me or anyone else who stood in your way, in a heartbeat, if it meant you could have your freedom! You imprisoned me, and turned me into a slave, and yet, somehow, you're still trying to portray me as the evil one. I don't have to listen to this crap. Wait, wait, wait. I didn't get in contact with you just to get into an argument. Well, go on, Doc. What's all this about? I know you have it. The briefcase. Oh, that? Sure. It's sitting right here. You want it? Yes, I do. 
Why don't you come and get it? Unfortunately, that's going to be difficult for me. I'm not able to move about the strata freely at the moment. You worried those cops might get you? There's no need for us to play games, Emily. Let's get down to business. Business, huh? If you can bring the briefcase to me, I'll make sure it's worth your while. Screw you, asshole. That's not gonna happen. Don't dismiss my proposal so easily. I can give you- You have nothing I want. I know you need medical supplies for all the sick and injured in Dockerton. Badly. Isn't that true? What the hell? He heard us when we were talking in the lab. I knew it. Wait a second. What are these medical supplies he's talking about? I have a substantial cache of supplies in storage. I gathered them for safekeeping a few years ago when there was a shortage. I need them at times for my clinic, you see. How many? Twelve hundred kits. Maybe a few more than that. Twelve hundred? That... That could save so many people! Why didn't you tell us about this before? Because he doesn't care about anyone but himself. And because he knew it would make a great bargaining chip if he ever needed to make a deal. My motives are irrelevant. You need the supplies. I need the briefcase. Let's take the emotion out of this decision and consider the logic instead. How about you kiss my ass? Emily, come on. We have to consider this. Consider what? Making a deal with this piece of shit? No goddamn way. Don't be so foolish, Emily. No deal. End of story. I can see that you need time to consider my proposal. You have a number you can reach me at. The one I've used to place this call. So, from here, the decision rests with you. But I have to warn you that this offer will expire in 48 hours. After that, you'll never hear from me again. And the deaths of more than a thousand sick and dying people in your commune, and from all the other communes and shelters in Dockerton, well, those will be on your conscience, not mine. Maelstrom has passed. It's safe to come out now. Come on, you two. We've got work to do. Let me give you a hand there, Russ. Uh, 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 yeah, I've got it. Get that thing unloaded, come on! Someone give me a hand with this! Damn. That storm really made a mess out here. I can barely see the crawlers under all this sand. Give us a hand. We'll get you freed in no time. The ashfall has cleared out in the wake of the maelstrom. Sun's coming out. It's going to be good weather for travel today. It'll take forever to clear all this shit. That bandit is gonna have a hell of a head start on us. Right now, that bandit is gonna be in exactly the same predicament as us. They won't be going anywhere just yet. Here, take the spade. We need to get the sand moved. It's fine, I'll use my hands. Probably faster while I'm crawling around down here anyway. Sienna, help me with this one. Let's see if we can get it all cleared away. <clears throat> Must be hell living out here with all these things rolling around all the time. The maelstroms aren't normally quite this bad. The one we just experienced was definitely on the more ferocious end of the scale. And besides, anyone who's sensible lives underground out here. 
above-ground structures, well, those get wiped off the map pretty quick. All it takes is one bad storm, and poof, gone, just like magic. Not everyone has the means to build themselves an underground bunker, though, right? That's why most of us tend to form clans. Strength in numbers, pooling of resources. That's the way to survive out here. Resources like those two robo-sentries on the back of that crawler over there? Oh, those! You're familiar with them. Seen a few in my time. Usually in security vaults protecting high-value assets. Mean pieces of work. Of course, the ones you got there are a bit older, but I'm sure they still pack a punch. Yes. We've only just acquired them in the trade, actually. We intend to use them for perimeter defense back at the Enclave. Seems like overkill. You don't understand the kind of savages we have to deal with out here. They're not like the soft-belly slugs you find back in the Strata. There are plenty of hardheads in the Strata. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I doubt it. No offense, lady, but by the sounds of it, I could stuff everything you know about the Strata inside an empty trank capsule and still have room hey, to- Hey, no point arguing about that now, is there, Rust? <laughs> uh, Morton? You said you were going to supply us with a radio in case we were able to track down that bandit of ours? Ah, yes. Lauren, take her over to the supply crawler. There should be one in the back. Just make sure it's tuned in. <sighs> sure. Follow me. Wow, this is quite the little cachet you've got here, isn't it? Here, hold this. I noticed you've got some AP-49 detonation units in there, too. Yeah. Haven't seen those for years. We use the explosives for excavation sometimes. Like when we need to expand the tunnel system back at the Enclave. Oh, right. Makes sense. Okay, so. You can activate the radio by pressing here. They generally have pretty good range, but if you go too far out, you might not get through to us. In that case, you'll have to double back until this light turns green. Sounds easy enough. You should be careful out there. If that bandit is who I think it is, this won't be easy. So, who is it? Someone dangerous. That's about all I can tell you. Lauren! We've got the crawler free! How are you doing over there? We're ready! Just a second! Okay, take this. That should be all you need. Any more words of wisdom before we head off? Just get out there and get it done. And if you get a chance to blow that bandit's head off, don't hesitate for a second. How are things looking on the tracker, pal? Got anything for me yet? Nothing so far. Quiet as a mouse. I figured once we left that canyon behind us, we might come across something. Maybe the bandit got a head start on us after all. Starting to look that way. <sighs> God damn it. We should have hit the road earlier. Morton and his clan were being real careful about staying in those domes until the storm had passed. It's not like we had a choice. Yeah. So what do you think? Keep heading due west? Why didn't you try west and a little to the north? That's the last place we got a ping before the storm came through. Okay, on it. You look worried, see? Just thinking. Having second thoughts? We can turn around anytime you want. It's not that, I... 
Did they seem weird to you? The claim? Yeah, you bet. Something was off. I don't think they were being straight with us. Oh, I know they weren't being straight. Well, go on, spill it. They wanted us to believe that they were scavenging the bare essentials out here, only the things they needed for survival, but the gear they were carrying didn't fit with that narrative. Hell no. Those robo-sentries are hardcore. Not the kind of thing you'd bother to pick up unless you had a specific use in mind. I'm not buying the story that they're packing gear like that to scare off drifters. There's more to it than that. I saw something else there. Explosives. What kind? AP-49 detonation units. I don't know what that means. Believe me, I do. Only too well. I had a bad experience with those things when I was a kid. It was in the most unlikely place, too. An old factory down the south end of Dockerton. The place had been shut down for years, gutted, and it just sort of turned into an unofficial dumping ground for all kinds of scrap metal. A few corporations even started using it to get around disposal tariffs. So, even though most of it was worthless, I found a lot of gems there over the years. This one day... I was crawling over the junk pile and I saw a flashing light hidden just under the surface. I couldn't make out much detail, but from the warning labels, I realized it was something I probably shouldn't mess with. I left it alone and tried looking somewhere else, but then I came across another one. Same gadget with the same blinking light, then another one. At that point, I realized something messed up was happening. I got out of there super fast and told a few other neighborhood kids not to play around inside that there might be bombs or something in there. Word spread fast, kids talking to other kids, and soon enough, it reached all the way to the cops, and then, of course, they came looking for me. I didn't really want to go back in there, but they didn't give me a choice. I led them to the first unit and then realized what it was straight away. Turns out those units were all armed. The slightest bump could have set off a chain reaction that would level the entire factory. So the cops called in Millicon, and before I knew it, the whole damn city block was evacuated. How the hell did all those bombs end up in there? I don't know the whole story. I heard that a bunch of units were stolen from a weapons contractor and that somebody was trying to get back at Millicon for some reason, create some sort of PR disaster. But anyway, I thought I was going to be evacuated like everyone else, but no, I had to sit there in a Millicon mobile defense truck wedged between stiffs in uniform the whole day. How come? They wanted my help in locating the AP-49s. See, they were using a bomb disposal robot to crawl across the junk and disarm the bombs, and it was my job to watch through the camera and tell them where to go. I saw that thing open 17 damn bombs that day, opening cases and pulling wires over and over again. I thought I'd never get out of there. I don't think I'd cope with hanging around Millicon guys that long. It wasn't easy. And the worst part of it, I couldn't get the thought out of my mind that when it was over, they'd haul me off to a military prison or something. But somehow, we made it to the end of the day and got every single bomb dismantled. They led me out the back and let me go. And that was it. I never heard from them again. And I bet you never got an ounce of credit for your part in saving the day. <laughs> As if, pal. But listen, back to the clan. When I asked Lauren about the AP-49s, she said they were for excavation, expanding the underground enclave or something like that. But I know that's bullshit. Those things are military-grade hardware. Yeah, their whole story sticks. And that leaves the question, what's really going on? Your guess is as good as mine. I'm starting to think we... Hey, we got a hit. Where? Further north, right on the edge of the tracker's range. 
but it looks like we're closing on it. The bandits stopped again? Or they reached home. Should we call this into Morton? No. Let's wait and see if we come up with something a little more concrete before we do that. Okay, pal. Buckle up. Let's see what's out there. Support this podcast and hear episodes a week early, ad-free, at patreon.com slash beyondthedark. Season 9, Ash and Steel. Starring Michelle Mosley, Jason Churai, Elisa Martea, Sam Slade, Ross Campbell, Arim Jew, Emma Sherjako, Brian Jeffords, Peter Wicks, Stefan Martello, Sarah Ruth Thomas, Stuart Moyer, Jordan W. Anderson, and Ty Wilkins. Created by Mark R. Healy, a Beyond the Dark production. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. This is I reporting. He's at the Lao Chang restaurant, Changchun, northeastern China. It's uh, spring 1997. Once it started, I'll leave him in Ming's hands. <laughs> That's a joke. Ming doesn't have hands. And what do you do exactly besides dance with strangers? I work for the postal service. <laughs> you, you're a. A postman. Weird, right? Weird, right? Miss what is it? It's just a bit strange. A letter for me from Hong Kong. And there's no stamp. I need stamps to write a dead person? Yep, there's a cost. How much? A pound. A pound of flesh. A pound of you. It seems like a lot. Set up lease right back. If your letter can find me here, then I think we have a lot to talk about. Saludos, Raul. The very worst thing that could possibly happen. An audio drama in nine parts, produced by Wolf at the Door Studios. Out now. For more information, please visit wlfdr.com.